0: Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one.
1: Night Rider A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist.
2: Put on some music. Might as well put on some music. I'm the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. What would you like to hear?
1: Welcome to Champa and Klein, the Night Rider Years. the podcast by two friends who share a love of classic 80s television. I'm your host, Dave Champa.
0: I am your other host, Greg Klein.
1: Gregory... I have to say something, but first I'm going to take a little step. You and I, bar none, are the biggest idiots of scheduling that could ever be put on this earth. What? No. No. Case in point, hmm. we are recording on the evening of December 5th, <laughs> a mere four days before the release of our newest episode of the Night Rider years. We haven't recorded... In person since November 14th. Oh man, what is wrong with us? In all of our infinite wisdoms, when Greg and I went away for our boys' retreat, we thought it would be a great idea. Let's bank some episodes for Christmas because we're going to be traveling. We're going to have all this grand these these grand plans on how we're going to do it. This is great. We got back from boys' retreat. We did one more day of recording, and we were like, "Great! Oh, this is awesome! Like, we're three weeks out. We're ready to go."
0: Mm. That three weeks ran out last Sunday. I know (laughs) it's so funny. Well, like while we were recording it, I was having such a good time recording those other episodes while we were on a boys' retreat. Yes, indeed. um, That I I wanted to keep going. Also, like I want to just keep recording because it's so much fun. I know, but. If we just keep going, we won't have this wonderful interaction with our loyal listeners on a weekly basis. So we lost a little bit there. That's our fault. We're sorry about that. And
1: that's why I felt like I had to post out on Instagram and and Facebook and all that. Like We didn't forget you guys. We just forget how to schedule
0: sometimes. (laughs) I, I mean, in our defense, though, the show came out on the right day. It did. We never missed a day. We were three weeks ahead of schedule. Now we're back on schedule, and as I'm looking
1: at it, I'm realizing that I actually don't think any of us, either of us, are traveling between nope. now and Christmas, except maybe the day after Christmas, which is a Wednesday, so we may not be doing that, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm. But I'm just like, I love that Like we had this, we were just like... So excited to go away, and not that we weren't excited, like we had a good time, but like we were like, this is great, we can get all this stuff pre-planned, we can get everything ready to go, like we're going to be way ahead of schedule, and then it burned, crashed and burned. We got like a hotline messages, we got all these responses back for our who's more likely questions from three weeks ago that you've
0: probably all forgotten about and no one cares about Uh, at all. I'll have to say, um, I for one have forgotten about them, Well, because if you remember, I forgot what one of the questions was. The previous week when we recorded two episodes back to back, yeah. So no, I-,
1: I definitely do. I had to write it down last week. I had to go back three weeks. Wait and a minute. Look wait, wait. At the who's more likely question, you can write. I can write while I type on the keyboard as I'm typing.
0: Oh, oh! All this time I thought you were just like poking things and making noises, but you can actually write.
1: This beer is stoked with hops, Greg.
0: Stoked. With it hops. Is,
1: it is the Sebago Brewing Company
0: Bonfire. Bonfire Rye? Or the Bonfire...
1: Bonfire. Just Sto- Bonfire. Stoked with hops. It is A bonfire makes any night better. We've done the research. Trust us, we're from Maine. That's true, actually. A bonfire does make everything better.
0: Especially when there's a couch or a mattress on it.
1: <laughs> Have you ever done that? Yes. Have you really?
0: I've. <laughs> yeah, so when Christy and I moved out of our apartment into our house... Yeah. Um we still had like her old bed that was upstairs on the top floor of the loft in the apartment um that we had no use for so we brought it to a friend's house and set it on fire in their yard. Oh, that sounds amazing. They're really hot. Does I was going to say I
1: bet that thing did that did it go up like a like a dead christmas tree? Oh,
0: instantly. And we had to spray the bushes around it cuz they were it was so damn hot. You never want to be in your bed when it catches fire. Did you spray the be- bushes with kerosene? No. Oh, dry ice? <laughs> <laughs> nitroglycerin <laughs> <laughs> yes dave you obviously understand you obviously understand spraying i do understand spraying because i was once a skunk i don't i <sighs> okay you know skunks they they smell they do smell they smell bad they do smell very very have bad. you ever smelled really fresh skunk
1: yes in fact um a few weeks ago i was coming home And I think he had just sprayed because I got up the top of my stairs and he was literally sitting on the brick stairs in front of my house. Nice. And I just did like the Kool-Aid man, like slowly back back
0: down to my car. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, hey, and like just body slam him. (laughs) I hate you. And And uh, then then your giant glass body shatters all over the place, drenching the skunk and your yard in fluid. They call me Mr. Glass. No. Do you think that Kool Aid Man would go? Uh, would be his Halloween costume? Would be Mr. Glass. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. But he'd have to dye himself purple because <laughs> Mr. Glass wore purple. Well, it just grape Kool Aid then. That's true. He just fills himself up with a different Kool Aid. So he wouldn't be so, fruit punch. He would just be grape Kool Aid. So does is Kool Aid Man pre-filled or is Kool Aid Man just the glass vessel? Do you think he's just painted red? <laughs> I don't know meaning like you know people like dyeing their hair red or green or purple is Kool-Aid man is his, is his body the color of whatever he wants to put in it? I don't know because if we remember from Family Guy, mm. the the
1: liquid in there swishes back and forth. So clearly he in in the in the lore of Family Guy, he is an empty vessel that someone had to have poured a couple probably what? 55 gallons, oh at least at least 55 gallons of Kool-Aid into Probably more than thinking
0: how big he is into
1: his internal chemistry,
2: <laughs>
1: like Weird. that's he. So when you dump him out, he basically he's no he was non sentient. But oh. when you when you fill him up, oh, he wow. becomes a
0: sentient being. Oh my goodness! See, how I went back to the sentience. <laughs> right there, we go. But what if what if Kool Aid Man? What if you put something that wasn't like Kool Aid in him, like like kerosene or molasses? <laughs> He would just get really slow. You couldn't, like, have a conversation with him. Oh, that's it. So that's what it would be. If
1: whatever liquid you put in his pitcher, that's how he would do. So if you put molasses, he would be
0: really slow.
1: Hey,
0: oh, hey, yeah. It would be like at Hal 9000 when they, when when Dave starts pulling the cards out and Hal starts getting slower and slower. Yes, that's what it. Is. Hey. <laughs> yes. And then
1: you put kerosene in him and he's just like Hey hey guys
0: He just freaks out. He punches stuff. He just He runs through buildings like you know he does that anyway but he's just like like running through city blocks. (laughs) What else could you put in Kool Aid Man?
1: Uh, Yeah, hey, actually if you guys are listening, and I hope you are, let us know what you would fill Kool Aid Man with in order to make him Other things than just the Kool Aid Man. Do you want him to be Boiling Acid Man? (laughs) Boiling Acid? Perhaps (laughs) lie. Oh, God. (laughs) Salt, Peter, vinegar? I mean, does it have to be a liquid? No. Could just be rock salt.
0: (laughs) That's. But it's still Kool Aid Man, though. He's just a pitcher full of rock salt. Yes. Yes, exactly.
1: That was not part of our
0: talking points
1: and our plan for tonight, but I loved every second of it, Greg. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> it's been like three weeks since we've seen each other. What have you been up to? So it's been more of the same. <clears throat> I can't believe it's freaking December. No shit. The year just it's done. I've been so what's the day, the fifth? Yesterday marked the one year anniversary of my new job and my position, my current oh, position. Oh, that's right. Um and it's been an awesome year, and my wife and I have been talking about it, but it's been a weird year for me. Like, mm. really strange. It's been a big transition, but in a good way. But is it
1: kind of like a like a, a life crisis thing? Like, what am I
0: doing to no, or No, not at like all. A, just like, like oh, okay. this is entirely different than, you know, not and, and not even the work, but like the fact that it's part-time, I have a very flexible schedule, I'm going to school. Yeah. It feels like a restart, almost. Yep. Like... Like, it's weird. It's like, I've had more time around the house. I've had more time to myself. And just, it's been a strange year. I've, you know, it's been 13 plus years of my other job, nine to five. Yeah. Pretty much unfailing. Like, we went in always. Yeah. But here, you know, it snows and it's like, eh, I'll work from home. Yeah, I'll work from home. That's great. Or it'll be the suggestion. Like, we're not, no one's coming into the office today because that's just not, let's not do it. It's gross out. Yeah. And I love it. Um, that's great. But that's so so entirely different than where I came from. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's been fun. It's been really fun, challenging, but in a positive way. Well, happy one-year anniversary. Thanks, buddy. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, on the other side of that, uh, I am officially, I think actually when we last recorded, I hadn't started my new job yet. I had received the job. That's right. But I hadn't started. I actually started the job on November 19th, so I'm going into my third week. Um it's an amazing experience for a job. There's a huge learning curve, so I'm learning something new every single day. So essentially, I, I work in a po- prosthetician and orthotist's office. I want you to say that as fast as possible. That's as fast as I'm going to get it. <laughs> You're full
0: of molasses.
1: You're f- exactly. Um, it's been amazing. It's been a really amazing experience. Inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, the prosthetician actually took me down to where they fashion the prosthetics and showed me how everything works. It's inspiring. Like like amazing to watch. So cool. I am super happy with the job. It's again, so you were you were saying that you left a 9 to 5 job to go to a sort of like scheduling pretty a lot of freedom with that schedule. Mm-hmm. I've gone from 18 months of being home all day and working at night to now going to work 8:30 to 5 and being home every night by 5:30. So it's a complete shift and I do realize that I am more cut out for this. Than I am for being stay at home. Not that being a stay at home dad wasn't rewarding because mm. it was an amazing eighteen months being home with my kids, but I realized that it's not for everybody, and yeah. it's definitely not for me. It ran its course for <laughs> it you. It definitely right. did. Yeah. Um, and no, we know. I mean, Eva,
0: Eva's kicking ass in kindergarten, and Lucy's kicking ass in third grade. So funny. it's funny you say that. I came here, uh, and she kept saying, "Hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. I can push you over. I can put. You want to see?" Uh, As you're saying, kick-ass in kindergarten. I'm just, oh. I just picture her like windmilling people. Bam! Who, Lucy? He, uh, no, Eva. Oh, she Eva probably could. Just like you know she's gonna be a scrappy kid
1: she'll be a very scrappy child but she'll be able to get she'll get right she'll be able to get right under you and take you down like she'll sweep your legs and you won't even know she'll get you
0: off your feet and then she'll go in for the kill
1: yes she you won't even know that she's taking you down to your feet like she's just sweeped your legs Mm -hmm. and then she's just pummeling you
0: but it's gonna be with something though like a loaf of bread
1: yes she'll find things around herself to use like yeah. yeah she'll just like she'll use a, a pool noodle she'll somehow find a way to bruise and batter you with a pool noodle. <laughs> of course that will be yeah she'll be the scrappy one no that,
0: question that's funny
1: um but yeah it's been an it's been an awesome experience we're three weeks into the job and it's been it's been awesome it's so been
0: absolutely phenomenal can you make me a prosthetic not yet do you need one uh i physically do not need one do you, oh, so you're saying you want one um but like in addition to i want to i don't know have another stomach on my back. <laughs> we don't do we don't do internal organs. Oh. It's mostly
1: uh, uh, lower extremity prosthetics. Oh,
0: okay. So I misunderstood. Yeah, we don't. We can't make artificial kidneys or stomachs or hearts. C- can I have a double jointed leg? Can you give me two knees? Maybe.
1: I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him this week and see what we can do. One
0: leg's going to be longer than the other. He doesn't. He says he doesn't mind. Okay. So he's. You're giving him a third leg. That his insurance will cover it. Give him the third leg. The insurance covered my third leg. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Moving along, Greg. Shall we? You and I have actually had a pretty eventful week in the world of podcasting. Otherwise, indeed, you, yes. You talk about what you just did recently. So, <clears throat> give give our good old buddy Doug a plug. Yeah. We'll plug
0: Doug. <laughs> Sorry, but, Doug. It's happening. <laughs> We're gonna plug you. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so uh, if if some of our listeners recall, Dave and I are part of the League of Maine Podcasters. Lomp, lomp. <laughs> Interesting. Um, which is a lot of fun. This is where we met Mr. Doug Bergfeld. Yes, who has a podcast called The Ultra Quiz Plus. Yeah. Um, where he is the host, and it's a it's a quiz show. Um, and he hosts it uh, around various places in Portland, Maine, as well as some other cities. In towns in the area he kind of he kind of moves around a bit to, to maximize his guests um he has a lot of friends uh and it's it's fun it's just a it's a quiz show and he asks you a bunch of silly questions true false kind of stuff um it's a it's, it's a good time it's a lot of fun to listen to and i was lucky enough to be uh one of the um contestants if you will yeah it's not, uh, it's not yeah, really a guests, competitive thing guests on the guests on the quiz sure. show on the most recent one uh which released uh yes no today No, today, this, today this morning yeah the fifth so if you look for the ultra quiz plus show I believe it is episode ten um yes and it was it's a good time you know it's just uh funny questions he's got a good format he and um he's hopefully gonna continue doing it more and more and yeah I think it's uh it's it's fun, and I listened to it this morning um, on my way home. And actually, I will say the good thing is it's about a
1: half hour commute to work because of traffic, mm-hmm. so I get a lot of podcasts in yeah. on my commute to and from. And then I get a half hour of lunch, so I listen to a, I listen to about an hour and a half mm-hmm. over the day. But I listened to the whole episode today, and it's it was really fun. It's a good time. And it was yeah. good to hear you on another show, man. I know it's it's, great. it's different, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting hearing you talk about us and our show. I was like, oh
0: oh wow, mm. he's doing the thing, man. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Yeah, but I recommend just give it a, give it a listen. There's a, he has a bunch of different episodes out there. There's some recurring guests, and they'll probably be that more in the future, buddy. Yeah, I give him a shot. He's on he's on everything. You know, all your pod catchers. Yes, Podbean I think is the one he uses primarily, but you can find it anywhere. Yeah, Ultra Quiz Plus.
1: It was yeah, it was a good it was a good experience. And I told I messaged Doug earlier and told him that the next time Greg and I are both going to the show. <laughs> We'll so. plug him in person. <laughs> um, so my big podcast news, what were you going to say?
0: I was going to say it's a double plug.
1: <laughs> it's a d- double plug. Anyway. <laughs> it's a double plug, Doug. Doug, can we come back on your show? Uh, no, guys. <laughs> nope, you're nope. done. You're out of the league. Okay. Nobody wanted us anyway, so peace. Um, all right, so my other big news. My big podcast news is, so for those of you who don't know, uh, my wife and I actually run another podcast. What? Um, we do. You cheating on me with your wife? A uh, little bit. A little bit. Um, we host a podcast called Call Me Cordelia. It is it is a an Anne of Green Gables based podcast where we talk about all things Avonlea. My wife is a huge Ellen Montgomery Anne of Green Gables fan, all iterations of it. This was a good excuse for the two of us, not only to record a podcast together, but just to spend... Even if it's an hour and a half a week, because our schedules are so busy, it was just a really a reason for us to just sit down together for 90 minutes a week and record. Um, so as of this recording is releasing Sunday, so this past Friday we'll have released episode 41. So we're coming up close to our one-year anniversary. But the big news is, is that on December 21st, on our podcast... Kristen and I had the opportunity to interview the director and creator of the original Anne of Green Gables and Anne of Avonlea TV miniseries back in the mid to late 80s. Got got an email from one of the representatives from Sullivan Entertainment. Hey, Kevin wants to be on your show. What do you think about that? All of a sudden, we had it scheduled. We were down here sitting in the basement and talking to Kevin Sullivan on our podcast. And... To say that Kristen and I were starstruck was like a wicked understatement. So, Greg, you were here mm-hmm. kind of sitting behind the scenes just watching the sound for us and making sure everything was looking okay. And you said at one point that every reaction Kristen and I made was the
0: exact same reaction. You guys reacted in tandem. You were like,
2: mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you just had these smiles the entire time. It you was, were just giddy. It was
1: giddy. I was just so like ha- For Kristen, she's been a fan since she was 11. So she's, what, 35 now? Yeah, so 20-some-odd years she's been a fan. And I told her, I said, do you think 11-year-old Kristen at any point thought that she would be talking to the creator of the one of the, to, in my opinion, one of the greatest book adaptations ever made? Wow. And she's like, no, absolutely not. And to top it all off, because he is such an amazing person, he sent us a limited edition, maybe not a limited edition, but he sent us the four-disc Blu-ray box set of all four Anne of Green Gables movies from the 80s, 90s, and 2000.
0: Wow, like that's phenomenal! That's so nice. I was just
1: it was so happy. So, if you guys know anyone, and I'm just going to shamelessly plug it because my wife and I are very proud of this show <laughs> and the work we've done with it. You should. Be. Um, if you guys have or know anyone who loves Anne of Green Gables, or you know that they're a fan of Avonlea, we are currently working through the original series of Road to Avonlea that aired on the Disney Channel. Tell them about the show. Call me Cordelia is on any any of your podcatchers. Greg actually has been on, I think, just one episode. Right? I believe so. We yeah. We need you back on a couple more because it's really fun to really fun to record with you. Um, so Greg's been on an episode. I have yet to get Kristen on an episode
0: of Night Rider. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Pretty sure that's not going to happen. Much like Christy will never be on the show. Nope. Kristen has already said, I said, well, what if, I said to Kristen, I said, well, what if Greg's sick and we want to keep on schedule and we have to do this? And she's like, do it by yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, now that we can Skype pretty well, we figured out all the tricks of how to record that. That's true. That's So true. there's no excuse for us to not have an episode. I feel sick. I'm yeah. not going to come down. Greg, while we're recording tonight. Yeah we will do it from the bathroom then. That's fine. We want to hear all the ambient noise. That's all we want. That's all we need. That's all we want. It's all we need. I don't know where I'm going with that, but maybe we should record an episode of The Night Rider Years at like 3 o'clock in the morning from our respective bathrooms. Absol- and Netflix just opened on my laptop, so that's perfect. Anyway. <laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, anyway. Um, guys, check out Ultra Quiz Plus. It's a really good show, and check out Call Me Cordelia. That's the one that Kristen and I run. We'd love to uh, we'd love to see new people uh, show up on the horizon for that. Do you want to recap what we talked about on
0: last last three weeks ago? Holy shit, we're really we're going all out with this. I sure I don't even it's, remember. So we did the Who's More Likely question. Oh, that's okay? right.
1: So I'll I'll ask you the questions. I actually wrote this down knowing it was going to be a while. Who voted for what? You and I. So. Who's more likely to accidentally kill someone, Michael or Devin? That's right,
0: and I said Michael was.
1: We both said Michael. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully, our our listeners agreed. 60% went with Michael and 40% went with Devin. Fascinating. (laughs) Um, And because I'm an idiot, I didn't actually pull up any of the comments that people had made about that question. Okay, Um, that's fine. So the next question was... Who is more likely to
0: regain their virginity? Oh yeah, Michael or Kit? And yeah, you had some diatribe about putting a potato in Kit's tailpipe. <laughs> oh, that's right, I did. Yeah, something <laughs> about. Well, is that is that Kit having sex? Yeah, I, that's it, a, I guess that's exactly what it was. <laughs> or uh, I don't, I'm not going back
1: into that whole discussion, but yes. Um, oh, so hi. you and I both voted Michael was more likely to regain virginity because he already did because he's now
0: michael knight
1: exactly but as michael knight we imagine that uh how many episodes we're going to be talking about episode 14 today he's lost his virginity 13 times (laughs) since the start of the series yeah
0: bar none he was born again born anew and immediately lost his virginity yes again
1: absolutely and actually this was a split 50 50 michael and kit when our listeners were voting Wow, that's fascinating. Fifty percent, Michael, and fifty percent, Kit. Do you have said, any? Do
0: you have any? Re- I want to, anybody say anything. So I have a,
1: I have a, a voicemail uh, from Richard. Richard from Jersey. So we'll we'll finish off with this before we get into the episode chatter. So uh, this was Richard talking about his vote for uh, what he would have thought.
2: Hey guys, this is Richard from Jersey. Uh, first off, Dave, congrats on the the new job. I uh, wanted to move into the uh, Who's More Likely segment. Um, I think. Michael would be the one to accidentally kill someone, um, more likely than Devin. Uh, and I think because uh, sometimes he's got like a one-track mind and I, I definitely see him fooling around with a woman in the car and accidentally releasing the control from Kit and they like run into an old woman or something. <laughs> um, I, I think David, uh, Devin, is uh, probably getting paid more than, uh, I guess would be President Reagan at the time and he would be more aware of his surroundings and, and careful. <laughs> Uh, who's more likely to regain their virginity. I think Kit, um, I think Kit inter- interfaces with computers, and I think that might qualify as sex, uh, at least foreplay. And um, <laughs> I think at some point, you know, worst case scenario, Kit gets into a horrible accident, and the, the foundation has to wipe his drive. I think that would qualify as Kit regaining his virginity. <laughs> um, I did notice Bonnie's mannerism changing. She's looking at Michael... You know, less and less with the stain. And Michael's got a nickname, Bond, for her. He says, Bye Bond when he reads right.
0: the, uh,
2: uh, the truck. Fancy Nancy, I love that guy. I do have an alternate name for him. Um, it's almost like, uh, he reminded me of David Banner, um, as if he almost transformed into the Hulk, but didn't quite make it with the pigment. Um, I guess he'd be more like a, uh, passive aggressive Hulk. Like, uh, for example, if, uh, David Banner was had an office job, and you know he's he's trying to make some copies, and damn it, no one put no one replaced the paper in the, in the machine, or he goes to uh, grab the stapler, and there's no staples. He would just morph into this fancy Nancy-like character. Um, I was happy to see that uh, there was another ejection in this episode. Uh, Michael got uh, ejected uh, onto that fire escape. That was sweet. And uh, at the end of the episode. Um, uh, what's what's up with the sloppy seconds um, I don't know I thought that was kind of weird but um, guys have a good holiday and I'll talk to you soon take care
0: <laughs> I love it he's a passive aggressive Hulk he never passive- he doesn't quite make it Bruce
2: Banner
1: like, uh, 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 I mean I don't know I mean, <laughs> I, mean you, I guess I mean if you took my sta- I guess you could take my stables I was fine I don't really need them it's mm-hmm. okay it's, like your shoes are gonna make me upset
0: shut up or I'll chase you around the warehouse with a forklift <laughs> Something he said there at the end, something about flop, floppy. Oh, so he sent a picture on Twitter mm. of a guy just like with a like a
1: janitor with a mop and a broom, just like mopping Kit's hard drive. And he's like, "This <laughs> is what I envisioned. It's like with Kit regaining virginity every time they wipe his hard drive, like just between... like a little janitor, like Ugh. wiping out the hard so drive." So I just
0: thought of something. So, th- you remember floppy disks? You know, I of sure course. do. So, <laughs> would Kit get floppy seconds? <laughs>
1: Yep. And on that note, Greg, would you like to get into the episode today? <laughs> yes, let's get up and inside of that. All right, guys, here we go. It is episode Season 1, episode 14, Hearts of Stone. Now, I have to mention about this episode. This is the first episode in which it actually switched over producers, mm-hmm. and they actually say that there was a there was there's a shift in the tone of the rest of the series. I don't know about you, Greg, but I noticed it immediately. Oh, right off the bat, it was an immediate shift in the tone
0: of this episode. So it was ruined for me because you said that it was a new producer and that you could see it. I shouldn't have said. I know. So I was like looking for it, but I didn't have to because it was in your face. The totally different feel. It looked different. The lighting felt different. I mean, the acting felt different. Kit's voice. You know, I know that he got a voice modulator, which Mm -hmm. is they don't really explore it much, but he sounds a little crisper. Like his voice sounds a little crisper in this episode. Do you think that they needed to get him the voice modulator because they in fact did wipe his drive because they needed to start again because something happened between him and Michael and Maybe Bonnie.
1: Carr's consciousness was trying to seep in, like somehow Michael accidentally uploaded some he was trying to upload porn into the TV <laughs> into the Wait. little T V. He screen. was trying to upload something from like the eighties. Yeah. You know, they had the eighties flash drive, which was about the size of a brick. He's trying to slam the flash drive into Kit's screen. He's trying to upload porn, okay?
0: and mean He's just like rolling up. He's like, he's like stacks of hustlers and he's rolling it up and stuffing them in the glove box. <laughs> Michael, what are you doing? Kit, shut up. I'm trying to load porn into you. <laughs> so in doing so, somehow
1: Carr's consciousness uploaded into Kit. So Kit went haywire, almost killed Devin, and they had to shut him down and wipe his memory. So that's how they, they gave him the um, the floppy seconds. This is a floppy second version <laughs> of kids.
0: But I was thinking maybe that's why he has a, a voice modulator because it's it's y'all. he's brand new. Maybe kid has his virginity back again. And he tests it a little bit right at the beginning of the episode. He goes, Michael, what do you think of my
1: voice modulator? I was like, that was a really weird... <laughs> Isn't that, and Michael goes, basically he's like, pretty nice. What do you think of my voice modulator, Michael? Uh, Bonnie, why does it sound like kids underwater? Uh, well... Michael, we thought that that would be a really fun feature for you guys. You guys seem to hit it. Michael, you
0: don't have enough space to do this (laughs) jam. I don't know. Bonnie, can we change it back to normal, please? No, I think I like it this way. I do. But honestly, though, did you notice that he seemed a little... Like, his voice sounded clearer. Yeah, it sounded clearer. I couldn't tell if it was just the re- the recording was different, the way yeah. that they, they got... It. the. Ep- it's, he sounded different. He did. But it was the same voice. You could, oh, Clearly, it was William Daniels, but like the
1: voice just sounded differently but we don't explore that voice modulator. I hope that it actually is not just one of those like throwaway things that Bonnie put in that you're never going to see again. I,
0: I I wonder if Kit's going to start doing like ventriloquist stuff and voice throwing all oh that my kind of gosh. Thing. like if he can make animals talk. I hope he does it with Garth Knight. That he does it with he, Garth. I, Knight? I hope he throws his voice into oh. Garth. Oh. I
1: can't wait for the Garth Knight season. That's I know. coming up in like 8 about 2 months. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> all right. So so we just we know that Kit has been fitted with this voice modulator which doesn't come into play. But we open with Michael in a church. Mm. And he's meeting with a uh, I, I imagine is he a, he seems like a friend, Carlos Laguna?
0: <laughs> sure. Okay. He's a, he's a priest. Isn't isn't he wasn't he the big blue guy in a in a Fifth Element? Carlos Laguna? Plava <laughs> Laguna. Yes. Yes. Um, Whatever. So
1: Carlos is supposed to give Michael the name of a contact. But he's like, I won't have the name until my sister's wedding, so meet me there later on that day. And Michael's like, Well, why 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 are you involving me? Why aren't the cops involved? And Carlos kind of tells the story about how he's pretty sure that the cops are actually part of these hit and runs. <laughs> There's been like a series of hit and runs around the neighborhood involving mm-hmm. the Lagunas and um What's the other what's involving the... kit and old ladies? <laughs> involving kit and old women. Uh what's the name of the other what's the name of the the Warring family? The Lagunas and what these gu- oh. these gun runners and I cannot remember what their what their names were. That's okay. That's okay. Anyway, so we also get our first shot of the semi moving, and Michael pulls
0: into the semi truck while it's moving. That's the, yeah. That's definitely the first time that we see that. Um, it's like it's a different truck. It looks like a different truck, and. Uh, we, there, we have no explanation of why it's moving. It's the first time that truck hasn't been on the side of the road. Well, too. and
1: we and I was remembering the conversation we had a few weeks ago about we should try to keep track of if the semi is in the same place. And clearly, we know now that it is not. Yes, <laughs> but we. What was also funny is that when they're inside the semi, uh-huh. we don't we don't actually like. There's no ind- indication that it's moving. So, like, the camera doesn't shake. We don't hear any, like, background, like, humming of the tires. Nothing shaking inside the truck. Nothing
0: shaking inside. I think it would be hilarious. They just, like, they go off-roading, and then they just get thrown around everything in there. (laughs) They fall over. They get hurt. (laughs) uh, Well, because, yeah, because then we see when Michael
1: backs out after this little uh, morning meeting. Right. It, the cars, the the truck is still moving. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, what's it? Maybe it's got it, hell of a shock. I don't resource. remember
0: if it was one of the movies or an episode of Jackass where they did roller skating in the back of a like. Ah, uh, it was one of the movies, but yes, right. that's
1: kind of <laughs> right. right. Like the, and who drives the semi? Is it
0: automated? Like Kit? Ooh, wow. Maybe it is. Maybe Kit's driving the semi. Is this like the Cars universe? <laughs> where I don't all know. The Vehicles are sentient. It's gonna turn into freaking maximum overdrive.
1: <laughs> so kit kit devin tells michael uh-huh. that his job um is uh to basically play a black marketeer he's yeah. supposed to impersonate a black marketeer so the story goes is that a group of gun runners is in possession possession of an advanced assault rifle called the x19 okay firing up to 850 rounds a minute with a laser guided grenade launcher which makes it one of the most deadly weapons on the
0: black market and of course kit devin's like wait you want to test it, right? <laughs> yeah, because he has one. <laughs> of course he does. I don't know where I forgot where he got it, but he has one. Devin's remember, Devin has escaped from two German prison camps. Right. He probably stole it. He probably did. He probably <laughs> just has it. Um yeah, and then they go outside and Michael just shoots a tree and blows it to bits. Yeah. It's just and there's like a big, a wicked recoil too. Like he only fires off like twelve bullets. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. They just kinda nonchalantly walk out of the back of the truck. Yeah. Just go out to the, take a few steps off the road, and then lay waste to a
1: tree. Fires a dozen bullets and then launches a grenade blindly into the air, which just hits the side of the field and explodes. And Michael's like, "Whoa, well, well, I'll be, <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll be, I'll take <laughs> one." Well, Michael, they're actually not for sale. I'll take one. Put it in the car. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Michael has to basically convince these gun runners that he's a black market arms dealer, and he mm. needs to arrange a buy for these weapons and if he does that and he makes the sale according to Devin, they can cut the pipeline into mexico and save a lot of lives so basically right. they can save these two these warring factions a whole lot of life <laughs> um, so we cut to carlos's sister's wedding and i love this because so throughout this episode which is not explained kit is practicing his spanish hmm. which i think is interesting that he bases the fact that they're in spain on him hearing mariachi music at Carlos's sister's wedding.
0: They're in Spain. I no
1: no no. He says uh, that. No, he says they're in Mexico. And Kit's and Michael's like, what do you mean? No, we're not. We're in Texas. And he's like, oh, but Michael, I hear mariachi music. That's right. What? What? (laughs) Come on, Kit. And so for the rest of the episode, Kit is like this like comedic foil where he's like practicing his Spanish. He's like arriba, arriba. He's like talking. I'm like, what is happening right now? And he gets out, and Kit tells Michael. Not to drink the water. Right. Which is what prompts Michael to say, where do you think we are? <laughs> well, Michael,
0: we're in Mexico. I hear mariachi music. No, we're in Texas, you dipshit. So that really makes me think. I thought all this time, you know, kids throwing out numbers. Oh, Michael, that's easy enough. We, we can get there. It's 400 miles away. We can make it in six, seven hours or whatever. Right. So he has a sense of direction. Yeah. He must just be ignoring it. Or completely. in order to make that voice modulator fit, Bonnie had to take out, he his, took GPS. out his
1: GPS. GPS, something. because yes, to the dime, like literally to the eighth of an inch, he will find exactly where you need to go. Yet he's like, "Oh, we're clearly in Mexico because of the mariachi band." What? 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 Well, David, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sure. Yes, Greg. I was listening to Christmas in Killarney today at work. I thought I was in Ireland. But you weren't, though. You're at work. No, I
0: was at work. Oh, I, I also listened to Malakalikimaka. Were you in Hawaii? I was not in Hawaii. I was sitting at my desk listening to Christmas music. Well, David, you know it's it, the the mind is a beautiful thing. It's Christmas and in Killarney. You can go wherever you want in your mind's eye. And Kit's going there in his kid eye. He is his kid eye. What's his kid eye? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not going to find out. <laughs> we're not going to be sure. Positive. All right, fine. Potato. S- Potato, potato pipe. <laughs> so In your kid eye. Potato in your kid eye. <laughs> so Carlos gives Michael the name of the contact, whose
1: name is Angie, and Michael's like completely taken aback. He's like, wait, it's a woman? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you can't be too careful with anyone around here any day, these days. And he's like, oh, all right, all right, I guess. Where can I find this Angie? Oh, she's a cocktail waitress at a little bar down the street called The Embers. You're going to want
0: to go down there and ask for her. At The Embers. <laughs> so I... This is an interesting slice of American history in the 80s. Yeah, so this is 80, I think this is the first episode of 83. So we're 80 to, still on an early 83. But at it this seems point. like all the bars he's visited so far mm. are like these sleazy shitbox <laughs> hole-in-the-wall dives. What
1: was the name of the one where he took the was it 2 weeks ago where he took the foreign dignitaries to get
0: drunk? Oh, like was the, that. Was it the Backwoods bar? I don't or know, the don't... Happy Chicken or something, I don't know. <laughs> Ah. Better than the bent arm. Oh, God, the bent arm with butch. But this is the, what, smolder or ember? The ember. Sounds like a gay bar. Or he said the embers. We're going to smolder.
1: Going to the pump house. Ah, yes, we go going to the pump house. Come with me, Michael. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, what the fuck I don't that? know what that was. So as they're having this conversation, a pickup truck with a closed cabin Pulls up in front of the wedding with two men hidden in the back. Uh, Michael realizes that something is wrong, and he calls Kit to intervene. And these two men attempt to uh, uh, engage in a drive-by shooting. But Kit drives through just in time Mm. to deflect every bullet but one. (laughs) Oh, no. And it hit Carlos's brother, Roberto. And Roberto's in a coma. (laughs) Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It was really. It was like, oh, hey, Roberto, you're going to become a factor in this episode later. Aren't you? Wouldn't it, later, be, wouldn't it you? be silly? Like he, uh,
0: he's in a coma, and then the the foundation's immediate reaction is to give him a new face. Uh, sir, he was just hitting the leg. He we, needs a new face. We can we can st-
1: complete we, new identity. We, we extracted the bullet. It didn't hit any major. Well, I have this. Uh, I have this face here, and we're putting it on him. We've already stitched the leg up. It's going to take about two new weeks. face. Oh,
0: okay. All right, I, I guess. You are the foundation, so... <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, there's a lot of comas in this. Oh, this is the first only... I think this is the first coma. I other think it than is. Michael's I coma. I think it is, too. So we cut to the embers,
1: and Michael meets up with Angie,
0: the cocktail waitress. So... Uh, I got to go I got to do it. Do it Greg. Get So there. the bent arm was an arm wrestling bar. Yes. What do you think the embers is? Is it like a is it like a fire walking bar? Well,
1: I was thinking I was like embers. I was like I'm wondering there were no fires. No. It didn't seem overly warm <laughs> in there. The people weren't very warm. That's true. Um, you know, Michael basically poured his own beer. yeah <laughs> Oh, he and that's there. another thing. What do you want? Beer? Like draft or whatever it was, bottled beer. Yeah, we got stout. We got, what do you want? We got a draft beers. We got we bottled. Got, yeah, the it, option was beer. Uh, yeah, it does.
0: I think, is that a trope though? That's such an 80s thing where they're just like, give me a beer. And he's just like, here, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's also just a way to avoid having to pay anything money-wise. Right. Like saying, But then that's how you get sponsors though. We should market our own brand of beer. <laughs> oh God, what would we be call <laughs> Beer.
1: Beer. <laughs> That's it. It's beer. Beer by Greg and Dave. <laughs> what kind of beer is it's it? It's just piss. <laughs> it's fermented piss. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is a good episode tonight, Greg. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> so when he finally when he finally meets up and talks to Angie, he asks her, he's like, hey, what's the uh What's the best route here that I want to take to find some automatic assault rifles? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking
0: about. <laughs> Get out of here.
1: Like, what a way to lead. Where can I find the automatic rifles? Hey, who, who here sells the,
0: the legal weapons? Like, what are you doing, Mike? in the middle of a bar. I know. He's, yeah, he asked one lady, and she's like, oh, you want to talk to Angie? Yeah. She's over there. And Angie's like, I don't know what
1: you're talking about. And Michael's like, listen, I know who you are. I got your contact from, from AB, from da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all I want you to do is, is, is introduce me. I don't need you to do the sale. I don't need you to do this. All I want is an introduction, nothing more, and I'll
0: give you 10% commission. He said $200,000 or something. Was, Some obscene thing. It
1: ends up being $240,000 to ask for the guns. And so yeah. he's offering her, as opposed to the regular 5% commission, he's like, I'll give you 10% commission mm. on the sale if this is a success. All right. And she's just, again, as is typical for 80 show, she's like, Yeah, okay, cool. And in the next scene, they're driving. To the compound where he's going to have this meeting with the gun runners. In Kit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yep. And of course, so he's at the compound and he runs into another woman who absolutely goes nowhere. <laughs> this course. other woman who's just like, hey there, what are you doing? And they're just having this like <laughs> sexy conversation and then he leaves. Do we ever see her again? I don't think so because Kit ran her over in the parking lot. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Richard, this is going to be the running joke from now on. So thank you for leaving that voicemail. Um,
0: Kit is going to be a Carmageddon homicidal Oh my god, what if Kit, like any time, like, Michael leaves Kit, like in a parking lot or something, Kit just does all kinds of dumb shit, like he runs over, he, he Kit's, crushes Kit's, shopping Kit's carts. Carmageddon. He bumps into shopping carts so they're all stuck together, you can't get them apart. Like, he, he I don't know. But he, he makes it back in time so Michael
1: knows nothing. Right. But in the background of every scene it's just like fucking chaos. Chaos because Kit's just
0: fucking with stuff. <laughs> it's totally gonna be Kit's Carmageddon. So that's the thing, so Car, it's very Overtly like aggressive and all that, right? But Kit is just really like he's like fancy dad. He's really passive, right? Aggressive. He just goes off and fucks shit up on his own for fun, (laughs) but doesn't say anything. It's really just Car. Kit was the one who went off the cliff at the end of the (laughs) the last episode. Car has been masked Oh my god!
1: Because Car could do that. That would be amazing.
0: Hundred percent. Think about it. That's why Kit has the new voice modulator. It doesn't line up with the timeline, but I don't, I don't care. care.
1: Nothing lines up with the timeline <laughs> in this show. Absolutely not. This beer is really high alcohol content. What is it? I don't know. I feel really good right now. Well, it's only 5.7%. okay. Not like the one I had the other night. Anyway, so they get to the compound, and Michael is brought into the meeting room and is immediately accosted by the same two men that we saw who shot up the wedding a that's, couple hours earlier. That's right. And then we
0: cut to commercial. What do you want to call them? Like, uh, um, we don't actually get names. I do think we? we should call one guy Flannel and White Lightning or something. I don't know. <laughs> flannel and White <laughs> Lightning. Because he had like he had like the shoulder harness and a flannel shirt. The other guy had like white pants. I think. I love it. Flannel.
1: Flannel and White Lightning. Flannel That's... looked like
0: a, a lightweight version of Fancy Nancy.
1: Yes, he did.
0: Absolutely. So yeah.
1: Flannel and White Lightning, those are their names, because they're always together for the rest of the episode. We right. always really see them, So, and they're interchangeable, because I don't care. Um, <laughs> so Michael offers to buy the entire shipment of X-19s, and I didn't take down the specifics of how much there were, but there were a lot. It was like 50, like 25 crates. Uh, 25 crates of 10 each. Of 10 or, each? Or 10 or uh, of 50 each? I think it was 10. So it was like 250 guns. Yeah. So it was like $1,000 a gun, roughly. All right. So it's $240,000 Michael offers cash yeah. for everything. Right. They're
0: like, okay. Yeah, they're like, cool, great. And Michael's like, awesome. Let's set it up. We'll see you tomorrow morning. But they kind of vet him a little bit first. Like, how, do you, how did you know about this, blah, blah, blah. Then he throws out that guy's name. Well, I I got I was referred to you guys. I was looking for someone that could sell me this stuff. And you were, your name was given to me by... What was his name? Um, Emil? Emil. What the heck was his last name? I can't remember. Emil Klinger. Emil, basically Let's call
1: him Emil. And so this is okay. So I was telling you this earlier. This is where I got confused because this guy Emil shows up at the end of the episode, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Right. I didn't. Re- I missed this entire. Dave, part. that
0: was the real Emil. I
1: know.
0: So tell me who Emil was again. Emil. Emil's this guy from uh, South America in prison, and Michael said he knows him. Right from prison or for, from something, uh, and Michael got out or, or I don't know whatever whatever it is. Michael knew him and he said that, he said that flannel and white lightning were the guys to look up if you're looking to buy guns. Yes, Michael of course is bluffing. Got okay, there so, it is. So so Michael's you know anticipating no problems from this.
1: Right. So yeah. So he immediately is like, cool, sounds good. I'll get that 240 grand. We'll set the meeting up. We'll see you guys in the morning.
0: So David, <laughs> I think I think we're getting there. Yes. I want to know where this 240 grand comes from.
1: We're getting there. We got one scene in between, and then we'll get there. So we cut. One scene in between the real Emil. We cut to the library. Nope, that's a hospital.
0: <laughs> where the fuck did the library come from? I don't from? know.
1: So Carlos. This is another one of those moments where like, it just goes nowhere. So Carlos is trying to convince Roberto in the hospital, like, you can't keep splitting your time between the church and your real life. You need to choose one or the other. You-. And he's like, I know you want me to choose the church. You want me to do this for the rest of my life, but I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then it goes nowhere.
0: Yeah, that scene, basically you understand that there's a brotherly conflict where, oh whatever, priest guy yeah is like, you know, he went the, the straight and narrow because it was dangerous to stay in gangs and fight back. He'd rather do it from a holy place. Yes. um And he's like, but I can't separate my faith from my life or any. It's like, right. I'm going to be this. Right. Exactly. I want you to stop shooting people or and like Ro- being involved right. in gangs. And
1: Roberto says, no, I'm not going to do that. Somebody has to fight for the family mm-hmm. or we'll all end up dead. Right. And so then Carlos leaves. After after a nice embrace, though. They do have a nice hug. They hugged each other. Right. And then Carlos leaves as Angie, from earlier, walks past Roberto, or walks past Carlos. Obviously, they don't know each other. Um, and Angie goes into Roberto's room, and then we cut away to Devin uh, pulling up to Michael's hotel room mm-hmm.
0: with an envelope, or a briefcase. Yeah. Now, I, this this hotel room, my. God, it's the worst. What the shit? It's the worst. Come on. Oh, God. Architects, what the hell were you thinking? So it reminded me of a college dorm room. It definitely had like this. It was all white brick on one wall, but not like brick, like cubes. Right. It felt like a hospital, but a really (laughs) shitty one. Awful. Like I don't, I don't like what what the hell was that? It was just terrible. what terrible the shit interior was that, design. Greg. Anyway, I didn't like this room. No, it was and bad. I, it distracted me from the scene. It was that awful.
1: Okay, but here here's where the here's where the big moment comes from. So Devin opens up the briefcase and was like, you know, it took a lot of work for me to get this money overnight, two hundred and forty thousand dollars. I had to pull from I had to borrow from several of the different accounts, including a charity benefits fund. So he borrowed money
0: from a charity. Now, Greg, we'll find out later, but I want to reveal it right now. What does this charity support? Um, Nothing more humble than widows and orphans, David. (laughs) And Kit seems to want to remind Michael of that at least twice in the rest of the episode. So Devin took money out of various funds to buy weapons. Yes. um, And Took it from widows and orphans. Right. And he love I love that he makes Michael sign a receipt.
1: That's right. And he's gonna get the money back. Right. Because he doesn't trust that Michael's going not gonna so keep the money. This
0: was the first. so this is where I noticed this is a I guess a case in point for the new producer kind of feel. Devin was a little more strict with Michael. Ah uh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. A lot more like, I noticed okay, that. That was one of my notes. I need a receipt for this. I need a receipt for Michael. He's like, Michael. "Come
1: on, Devin, you don't trust me?" And he's like, "Well, actually, no."
0: No, I don't. <laughs> I don't trust you. You're probably going to you're going to do this mission, but you're probably going to end up in another state in bed with 10 women. Right. And half of this money is going to be gone. Which makes me wonder if they're going to like cut that whole like floozy type
1: Michael Knight where he's just like he blows off a case so he can go It'll be interesting to see where it mm. progresses for the rest of the series because- I know
0: I'm I'm it's a scary point for me because I wasn't sure I liked all these decisions. Like, I know. I was having such a good time. With floozy Michael Knight. I just hope we see a little bit of it. I hope we get a few more of them, but mm. I
1: don't know where the rest of this is going to go, but we've committed to it now, Greg, so we got to finish it out. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so he takes the money, and he and Angie arrive at the scene of the meeting, which turns out to be an empty warehouse that Angie
0: set up so she could steal the money from Michael. <laughs> yeah, she's like, there's <laughs> nothing here. Give me the money. She holds him at gunpoint. Michael At pulls one point, the... fires at him. Yeah, fires at his feet. Yeah, S- that's not safe, no, <laughs> dummy. But she's doing this on her own, so she yeah. set she set up the original meeting with with uh, flannel and white lightning, right? And she's not taking Michael there. She's taking him to a, a, another warehouse with nothing in it, probably car lurking in the in the darkness someplace. Sure, of course, like all. Bu- oh my god! Like as Michael leaves, it would be great to see like car all busted up in the corner, like trying to put himself back together former shell but he's 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 still there but he's like he's like um oh god what's his name tom cruise in um interview with the vampire lestat i've never seen that movie. okay where he's like he's like not healthy but he's like getting back slowly coming back i had the vision
1: (laughs) of arnold of of the t800 in terminator 2 being crushed under the under the um What's the thing? What am I thinking of? The, the the chain. The giant chain and he gets crushed under it and his whole body's just completely ripped to shreds. The giant chain? What the hell was it? It was a press. The press. Yeah. And he's basically just ripped to shreds and the, the white the red light in his eye goes out. Yeah. And he's just laying there and then it comes back on when he reboots. Yeah. That's what I see car as. Like the red light goes out and then it just slowly Slow. starts pulsating and coming back to life and he's rebuilding himself. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <sighs> there's your there's a revival series right right there well let's, we can talk about that in a couple weeks but there's a revival series of night rider that's been on the horizon for a couple months mm-hmm. with a couple of people that i'm not sure i agree with as michael and kit but we'll talk about it later mm-hmm. anyway so of course michael gets on his phone his watch phone calls kit who blows through the door of the warehouse <laughs> takes michael and they drive out now this was a cool chase Actually, because Angie gets in a helicopter because Kit's like Michael, there's there are no cars around here. There's nothing. But I do see a helicopter. <laughs> oh, perfect. Of course you do. And this is when he reminds Michael, because Angie has run off with the money and he reminds Michael, he goes, Michael, widows and orphans. I know, kid. I know. Thanks, Kit. I get it. OK, let's, let's get out of here. <laughs> so like at this point, Kit doesn't trust that right. Michael's going to get this well, money back. Well, he
0: lost the money,
1: right? What an idiot! Now, I liked this scene because we see we see Kit using the uh, the EMP to jam the helicopter's frequencies to try to make it land, which doesn't. I didn't get it. Didn't make sense. Nope. But, and I also thought the sound design was complete shit. It was yeah, just they, like. Bruh, Bruh.
0: Uh, yeah, basically they were like, like just fading stuff in and out to make it sound like the helicopter was failing. And the
1: helicopter's swaying around. But basically, you know, the, the helicopter gets away because Michael almost plows
0: off a cliff. That's right. He's like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, and the helicopter goes off somewhere. and But Kit had to use his reverse thrusters to stop himself short because Michael was going to plow right Michael off. Michael wasn't the- paying attention. So this is a thing where Kit will protect them by taking action. But right, there are so many other bits in this show where Kit's like, "Michael, put put it in auto. Let me take over. Let me take over." Right. And but he Kit doesn't do it when when he could just shut shut out Michael's control and just take over which, anytime he wants. Which I like is that what he did. He did that. He yeah. just like he's like, no, nope,
1: I'm do I got to stop. I'm hoping we see more of that instead of because you're right because like Kit could very easily just override anything Michael's trying to do. Mm-hmm. For the sake of protecting them, and that was exactly what he did. So this is
0: interesting. Did. This is a, a. I wonder which direction this is. If you look at it from Kit's perspective, there's like a there's a um like a parasite kind of yeah beneficial <clears throat> mutually uh, beneficial relationship here. But Kit needs Michael to be the human to interact in the world. Right. Like Kit doesn't need anything. He can do everything himself. Yeah except like go upstairs i guess unless he drives up you know Maybe he could but like meaning well no like... he can not we'll, we'll talk about it in a few That's but, true. We but saw meaning him do like, something like being the human interaction Kit's still a machine so he needs michael yes to do all these things cuz you know kit said he's like he's used to being alone used to being one of a kind right he'll be fine when he's off in space floating around right he'll exactly he'll be fine exactly this is what i was built to do i love him so much i know
1: so we cut back to the church And Michael's trying to get some information about Angie, and Carlos basically is like, I can't tell you anything about her. He's like, I can't even tell you how I got her name because whoever told me her name told me it in a confessional booth Mm -hmm. and I can't break that oath. Okay, fine. I can't tell you. But then Carlos is like, But hold on, Michael, I do need your help. (laughs) He's like, Roberto disappeared from the hospital. He checked out against medical advice. And I'm just like, and Michael's like, Oh, oh, all right, all right, well, let me go over to the hospital and check out and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, Michael was this close to getting fondled by that nurse. <laughs> oh, my God, in the God, hospital, right? Holy I, shit. Hi,
0: can I help you? Yeah, and
1: he's just like, he's like, uh, come with me. And, like, he runs into Roberto's hotel hospital room. <laughs> You're just going to be mashing that up. I know. He runs into the room, and she's like, sir, I told you he's not here. And, like, Michael, like, forcefully grabs the nurse, and the next scene is, is he's pulling her
0: into Kit, yeah. to show her an image. Yeah, grabs of her Angie. drags her out of the hospital which is covered in shitty old wood paneling. Not I mean not like real wood paneling, 1970s wood right. paneling. There's a lot of wood paneling. Yes. in that hospital. Yes. Um yeah, grab this nurse, dragged her outside and basically got in kit, but she's still outside out, out of kit by the pa- the driver side doors and he's pointing at a screen. He's like is this her? She's like wow, that's a really neat car. Right. Is this her? Right. And and like kit generates the face. Yeah. And she's like yeah, that's her. She's
1: like oh yeah, she's like she was actually she was sitting around the patient's room. I, I we did see her absolutely. And then he drives away and the nurse Thanks. The nurse gives him the lo- the most longing I want to have sex with you look <laughs> that I have ever seen
0: from from any female who's eyed Michael Knight. I mean, but I, there was a lot of time lost in the, in the editing here. Do you think that they did? Yes. Before he took her out to the car. Of course. He probably did her on Roberto's bed. Oh, my God. And now I think we need to mention here, too,
1: that I think at least three times between now and the end of the episode, Michael has been declining Devin's phone calls <laughs> because he doesn't want to tell Devin that he lost the money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Kid, <laughs> they're driving along. Kids, like, Devin's calling again. He's like, like, well, like, yeah. tell him
1: I'm, tell him I'm busy. I, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, it's like, what? He's like, Michael, you know I'm not programmed to lie. And he's like, You're not lying. You're just you're stretching it stretching it a little bit. He's like, You're just you're
0: you're what did he say? What did he say? Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, if if Kit's not programmed to lie, remember we had that discussion a couple weeks back about who would be way too comfortable to talk about sex? Right. Then it definitely would be Kit if he can't lie. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Bonnie put a potato in my tailpipe. <laughs> she did it seven times that night. I loved it. Then she tried a watermelon. Then she tried a raw egg.
1: So, what happened there? She had sunny side up. <laughs> so, oh boy. So. Angie's record, according to Michael, when they pull it up, shows no, no other family except for a sister that Angie was using as a mailing address. And so Michael basically says,
0: well, I guess it's worth a shot. Let's head over there. I thought you were going to say uh, Angie was using her sister as a mailbox. We're not going to get it.
1: In- <laughs> God, I hate you. No, I don't. Um, so does he now? Here's where I get confused. So we cut to Roberto and Angie getting out of a car. Where are they? because we the last scene michael is supposedly heading to that mailing address. Oh, so they're correct. obviously in
0: Mexico. Is this the sister's mailing address cuz it's a fucking hotel. People can live in hotels, I
1: guess. So, Roberto and Angie have the briefcase, they get out and they're walking to their room and they open the door. Shockingly, michael is sitting on the
0: bed. <laughs> I know he's sitting right there. Did you notice? Again, okay, this the decor of this room was so damn distracting. Yeah, it's I the was worst. just looking at the curtains and the bedspread. It's the worst. I'm like, I can't. I can't listen to the scene. I'm looking at these color choices. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and it's just Absolutely. a product of the time. It's not like they d- deliberately picked these freaking awful prints. It's all just, It's just what it was. And I'm like, just, God Almighty. It's
1: 1983 for you. 1983 hotel. Ah, uh, lingering seventies. <sighs> So the story goes is that Roberto and Angie fall in love. They had fallen in love a short while ago, and they want to leave Texas to get out of the family business and to get out of the family's warring. Yep. They basically wanted to leave, and they and Angie says, "Well, this was just a great opportunity because you showed up with this money. This is great. We're gonna try to take. We're gonna take the
0: money. We we're out." Well, I wish Michael played the widows and our orphans card. Like he should have. You know what you're doing ultimately. Forget all the guns. You're stealing from the orphans, you bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish you did. I know. But he, d- he did get pretty forceful. Yeah. I mean, th- that's a Michael that I didn't see before. Like right. This is a new Michael as well. Well, because he basically spills the truth. And he's like, here's the deal. He's like, I'm, I'm not a black marketeer.
1: I'm trying to stop the sale of these guns and prevent them from getting anywhere else in this world. This is not your money to steal. This is just a setup. Like, he really throws it down
0: at her. So, but... Devon stole it though to use for this. That's true. That's true. That's he, not really borrowing. That's embezzling. It.
1: Yeah, stealing it under the guise that it was going to be returned before anyone noticed. That's probably what he was thinking. That's embezzling. That's like that's I like know.
0: borrowing from the till. But two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Out you know, of I mean, box.
1: Wilton Knight probably granted those magical powers so that Devin is basically inescapable and cannot be but, hurt or I guess, harmed. But, in but that's any the capacity. funny thing,
0: though. Like if you know the foundation exists and is a thing and pretty much operates outside of the law. Right. Why did Devin even have to borrow money from these found these donate these whatever they are right. the programs? The
1: Phoenix Foundation doesn't seem <laughs> to be ever from
0: MacGyver. Hmm. they don't seem to ever borrow money. They just seem to produce it. <laughs> I, the, I I guess that's the other thing. I have no doubt that the foundation could have made the money. No, yeah, absolutely. Or if Wilton Knight is a billionaire or he, was a billionaire, maybe he just has a giant room full of money. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Like he's got to have a trust
1: fund. The man is worth so much money. Yeah. Devin could have easily gone into the to the vault, mm-hmm. just taken a couple of bills and called it good. But nope, he's just embezzling. He's skimming
0: off the top. <laughs> but then but then it's Devin. And Devin knows how Michael operates. Yes. What if Devin's just bullshitting? Also a possibility. Hundred percent possibility. Like, I'm gonna tell Michael and Kit that I took this from widows and orphans. So they better give it back. Yeah. Because I don't trust him. I would not put it past. I'm Devin going with that. that. I like I'm that. I'm going with that. That the foundation just produced two hundred forty thousand dollars at the drop of a hat, and Devin's just telling Michael widows and orphans. Devin, yeah. Michael. Devin. Mike, Michael. Devin. Devin. Michael. Devin. That would be their love child. <laughs> Devin. Michael. Devin.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Michael basically like tells Angie like you need to finish what you started and help clean up this mess. Like this is you need to be part of this. And so Angie gets on the phone and she calls the she calls uh, Flannel and White Lightning, who basically are like, <laughs> we need to see the money first, and we need to see it in person. So of course, they set it up. So Roberto calls Eduardo, who just showed up. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Yeah, She'll call some dude Eduardo and says, hey, here's how we can find the gun runners. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. So they meet at noon the mm-hmm. next day with the money. And all of the guns. So Michael and Angie are meeting there, mm-hmm. yeah. and this gentleman walks in next to Flannel and White Lightning, a very well dressed man who introduces himself to Michael. And Michael introduces, "Hello, how are you?" And mm-hmm. they kind of walk out, and Michael's like, "Man, I just there's something about that guy. I'm not quite sure what it was." Well, it turns out that that guy was Emil, who Michael earlier in the episode told everyone that he got this information about where to buy the guns from mm-hmm. from Emil.
0: Yep, and sure enough, there's a meal. Freshly escaped from prison. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. He's like, he just escaped and blew Michael's
1: plans. Yeah. And so now Devin gets wind that Emil has escaped from prison and basically tells Michael, yeah, I don't really want to call this. I don't want this meeting to happen. He's like, basically, he's like, I don't want to have to mourn your death, Michael. Like, we already watched you die once. Hmm and i thought this was a nice moment for devin again like he's kind of concerned he's like i don't really want to
0: have to watch you die i like it because you said devin gets wind <laughs> <laughs> and he's muscling through that speech with michael michael i'm really scared i don't i don't want you to do this because i don't want to see you die again <laughs>
1: I want another beer. Do you think Kristen would bring me one if I texted her? Probably not. No, I won't do that. Um, All right. So the next May, Michael is the first one to arrive at the meeting. Mm -hmm. And Kit tells Michael, uh, there are cars coming and there's movement in the ravine. Okay. And I want to say to myself, so he he says, there's movement in the ravine. And then the the TV monitor cuts to a camera (laughs) right
0: on the guys in the ravine. Does kid have super zoom, like digital zooming <laughs> capabilities? Of course he does. What? But he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> but he can see miles and miles away. Yeah, he's like, "There's moving in the ravine," and then the camera cuts to the monitor, and there's just three guys. That I, I mean, it's not, it's not tonight rider only, but they did do this in every show where there's yeah. like, there's a, there's a there's supposed to be a television monitor showing. They do. something, oh. and it's just another scene from the show yeah i'm like there's no this is stupid they did it in macgyver all like the i would time. rather you just not show the television do you
1: remember the one with the episode of macgyver where they were doing the they showed the video footage of the boats <laughs> and it was literally just like stock footage of boats on the ocean that's right it's like what? no that's, not- that's just so awful oh, it was so bad so yeah so michael's like oh shit it's an it's a fucking ambush. <laughs> like, Devin was right. Like, I, he didn't want this to happen.
0: Oh, no. So... Widows and orphans. Widows and orphans, Michael. Widows. Widows and orphans. So... Widows. I- <laughs> so, Michael... And
1: orphans. Gets back into Kit. And these men just open fire. Like, just completely obliterating everything around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angie, at one point, flips out and just starts running down the path, and Michael <sighs> tries to catch her. Such
0: a good run. It
1: was great! Like,
0: the best, like, purse run. Like, you know, you have a purse, just and you- She's like,
1: oh, I can't, I can't
0: do this! And that blue pantsuit. Yes! Just... Oh,
1: it was great! It was glorious. And so, Michael has Kit, like, on autopilot, and he, like, he leans over the passenger seat, like, half-dives out, grabs Angie, and yanks her into the car like, as pulls Kit is her in.
0: Like, I wanted, I wanted to see, like- Like it's obviously a dummy. Like she gets pulled in through the window and like folded in half, you know, like, and it's just like her, her, her two arms and her legs like (laughs) squished together as Michael like pulls the dummy's waist through the, I think that would be hilarious. That's my version that I would prefer to watch, but that's not what happened. <laughs> no, that's all right. So then Kit goes back and tear gases everyone. I know because so apparently this
1: is another one. I don't think we've seen this. So Kit apparently has tear gas. I know that was a first in a tank somewhere. Because uh, okay, sure, makes it's sense. Obviously
0: something Bonnie put in when she was putting the voice modulator.
1: Right, exactly. And she's removing his GPS. I know. Fuck. She's like she's like Doesn't oh fit. she's like gps she's like holding in two hands they look yeah. at, they're identical one's gps and one's tear gas <laughs> they both look this she's thing. like ah, oh, this one's the gps <laughs> this one plug it in <laughs> um so they tear gas all the men they all get arrested because i think devin had called the cops at this point sure all these men get arrested except one guy who gets into a truck and drives away mm-hmm. kit michael and angie drive after him and kit just jumps Literally jumps
0: onto the bed of the truck. So it's like it's like a, a truck that could be used, used to transport hay bales or something. It's like a flatbed with wooden sides, yeah, open top, open back, yeah. And Kit just turbo boosts, launches himself onto the bed of the truck, Bing. and the driver doesn't notice. I guess no, he doesn't hear it. The, like the car, the truck doesn't slow down. No,
1: he just keeps plowing along. And Michael gets out, and he goes along the side, like he like scales like, the side of the truck. Punches the guy through the window. Indiana
0: Jones him? Okay, so, no, I wonder if that, you know, because in, um, which one was that? The first one? Which No, one? that was the third one. Which one? Indiana, I'm talking about, um, 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 Last Crusade. Yes. Right? Yes. Last Crusade, where he, he's, he takes over the army truck. Yeah. Or yeah, is that yeah. with the arc? Does it, or is it Ark in that? Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's one of the Indiana Jones the movies. The one's when he beats the guy up and takes the truck. Yeah. That one. It's the fifth one. <laughs> oh, yeah, Okay. So what I love about this, so Michael knocks the guy out, and the
1: next scene is Kit driving back to the police with the guy unconscious on the hood of his car. I know, right? Like a
0: deer. <laughs> it was great. Bam! So Kit, no, Kit really just hit him. He probably did. I it just happened to be the right guy. Yeah. Like, just, Lieutenant Frank Drebin says, <laughs> "He's like, he was. They're celebrating his 100th drug dealer killed. He's like, well, thank you, but um, I ran over the last two with my car, like." <laughs> That's that's
1: totally it. It's all just <laughs> accidental. Um all right, so everyone's arrested. Michael makes the point. So, oh, oh, Roberto as well. Roberto's arrested cuz somehow Roberto's there firing guns at Michael. And Michael's like makes the point to Devin like, "Hey, you know, Roberto wouldn't have actually been there if he didn't come back for Angie." I'm like, "But it still doesn't explain why Roberto was firing at everyone." Right. I didn't <laughs> why get. Why was Roberto firing at Angie I didn't get and it. Michael? I didn't get it. Like, there's just a lot of weirdness. So that's where that part ends. We cut back to the finale. And earlier in the episode, Michael has a run-in with this gentleman who claims he's driving like this like antique open-top car, Mm -hmm. claims it's the fastest car in Texas. But he was
0: from the beginning. From the very beginning of the episode. Very early on, Michael's pulling in and this guy's like in a roadster kind of car. And he's like, hey, man, I'll race you. Yeah. I'm the fastest thing. And Michael's like, "Eh, no. Yeah, maybe later. And he's like, all right, I'm going to hold you to that and drives away guy shows up again at
1: the end of the episode and says hey i still got the fastest car in texas and michael's like what do you say kit and they start racing kit nitrouses the shit out of this guy and just blasts ahead of him leaving him in the dust uh-huh. we transition out to the end
0: credits and that's the end of the episode oh man i don't know it was exciting to watch but it was freaking weird it just it didn't feel like it held up I don't
1: know. It was it was less goofy and way more serious, but I really thought I thought it
0: was in a good way. It felt serious but not like Yeah, but it was in a good way for our tastes. I don't think it was necessarily a good episode, but we enjoyed it yeah. because of what we're looking for. That's true. I mean, obvious no obvious shift in tone.
1: Easily. Like definitely very yes. clearly that the show has shifted in tone. And the fact that
0: they painted Kit yellow. That was weird. They made him look like a school bus. I, I don't, know. I don't understand why. Like they painted little windows on his door. It's strange. I don't. Uh, it was Kit's idea. Yeah, I don't get it. But Michael, I want to look like a school bus. Kit, I'd really. I want to look like a school bus. <laughs> okay, Kit. I said I
1: want to look like a school bus.
0: Or, or, or Car's voice comes out. I want to be a school bus. <laughs> what would okay. you like to do now? Fornicate? <laughs> Make pigs in a blanket? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Hearts of Stone. So, okay. So, you had asked me if this episode was where it was in the production order. Mm. This was actually 13th in production order. So, this is. So, we're going to notice a shift for the rest of the series. So, it definitely
0: made sense. Yeah. Because if all the other episodes, even though they might have been shot together, they're aired out of order. Yeah.
1: So, from now until the end of the season, the production order is all in almost consecutive order they flip flop a few in the high teens but everything from this episode on is all going to be I'm under re- the guise of this new producer. Okay
0: so I'm really curious to see if we notice better consistency with the story from episode to episode Yeah. Because right now they've been more or less standalone. Absolutely. You don't need anything Absolutely. Yeah. Um, where would you rate this Greg? Oh man I, It was fun but it wasn't good and the decor in that shitty hotel room just distracted me. I was going to say you were really distracted I, by I, that. That's the kind of stuff that bugs me. It just. I, pfft, pfft. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. Let's see. Uh, we got we got we got. I don't even remember. Um, we have the leather jacket, which is leather the jacket. equivalent of three. Yeah, that's what it is. I want a leather jacket. You're gonna go, okay. So
1: I did the same. I did leather jacket plus a turbo boost for a few fun little bits and pieces there, so I'm going with three and a half.
0: I'm just going with a straight-up leather jacket. All right. It was fun to watch, but it wasn't great.
1: All right, straight-up leather jacket. I dig it, Greg.
0: But I don't think it was great because, you know, it was just our our own interpretation of what's funny.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Do you want to play a round of Who's More Likely?
0: I do. I am very excited I don't know what these questions are.
1: Now, I haven't actually told you what these questions are.
0: I'm, I love this stuff.
1: So, here we go. Ready? First question is going to be, who is more likely to be exclusive after the first date, Michael or Devin?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Basically, this leads into who's going to be the clingiest. <laughs> who's going to be more exclusive after the yeah. first who's more date? likely to be exclusive after the first date man that's really almost a toss up i know because i think michael would be just because he'd be like an infatuation sort of thing it wouldn't necessarily be yeah i'm being faithful i'm just infatuated with you and i want to be with you all the time yeah and i think devin would do it from a from a a place of honor
1: okay yeah but do you think he would be able to read the signs if somebody was like, "Please don't, please stop, please stop, please stop"? <sighs> I think both. I think
0: honestly, it could go either way with either of them. Are you saying you're splitting your? You're going to do a split vote? Uh, oh man, ah, that's horrible. But I can't. I uh, you certainly can't. It's our show. I think do whatever the hell we want. I think it. I'm leaning more towards Michael then because I think Devin has the experience and the manner and the class to back away. Yeah, I'm going to
1: agree with you. I I, I got to go with Michael. I just think Michael will fi- well, he's kind of he does, I think he's going to do it with Bonnie, but like <laughs> he has the tendency to really fall for a woman and then he'll just be like, "You want to go and get a burger later? What do you feel like doing?" <laughs> Michael, we had a burger 4 hours ago. Do you want to go and get another one?
0: No. No, okay. I
1: don't. But I think Devin, I think Devin yeah, like you said Devin could very easily just be like, "Okay,
0: I've, I I I I hear you. Hello, my dear. How about a nice game of croquet and then some caviar? You know what, Devin? I think you're coming on a little too strong. Cheerio.
1: And then he just walks away. Right I, out. I really think. Yeah, I think. I think Michael's the. Michael's the clingy.
0: But I don't. I don't want them. I don't want either of them to be clingy. He'll be the stage four clinger. I like. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like you need to go to a doctor for that.
1: Blah. All right, you ready for the next one? Yep. All right.
0: Who is more likely to spend hours deciding where to get food, Michael or Kit? <laughs> Michael or Kit. Kit, because he'd be crippled with knowing all the options everywhere. Oh, yeah. And wouldn't yeah. be able to decide. And Michael, all he wants is a cheeseburger. That's
1: true. That's it. So I'm actually going to swap it, and I'm going to say Michael because of that very reason. Because there are so many places that he could get a decent freaking burger <sighs> Okay. that he's gonna, he'll be riddled Trying to figure out: Do I want to go to In and Out Burger? Do I want to just go to Burger King? Do I and just I guess want to the go to Sizzler. And I like, can see it
0: at that side too, because Kit would just say, "Michael, come on, it's a burger. It doesn't matter." D- exactly, exactly. Fuck, I don't know. I I'm gonna go. I Why'd gotta, you pull these questions? These are hard ones. I know these are good ones.
1: I'm hoping that i our listeners pulled some good ones out. I'm gonna I'm gonna post this Monday morning, guys. So you'll see this. You'll have a couple of days. I'll probably put it up for three days because I want to be able to read them every week now since we took a few weeks off. I know. Um. I stick with Kit. I like your I like your rationale for Kit. Okay. And we'll we'll talk about it next week when we when we get the poll results. You
0: know what? I think it's what Kit might be thinking to himself while he's floating out in space, where could I get the best burger?
1: Oh yeah. And just hoping that he lands on a planet with a burger joint.
0: Yeah. He's just trying to compute where <sighs> the burger joint could be. Now I got sad again. But he can't he can't get there because he's just flying via, you know, inertia and kinetic energy and he's just gravitational pulls and greg you made me sad again isaac newton in the driver's seat kind of shit why'd you do that to me
1: it's because you hate me (laughs) all right greg you want to know what's coming up next week i sure do all right next week greg and i will be discussing season one episode 15 give me liberty or give me death huh michael and kit enter an alternative uh, an alternative fuel road rally in an attempt to discover who has been sabotaging the race. This seems like it's going to be a weird, goofy one. Hobo
0: oils, David. (laughs) Hobo oils. Michael, I'll tell you what alternative fuels are. (laughs) Straight up hobo oil. Uh, Excuse me, Kit?
1: Uh, Vegetables are a good source of uh, alternative fuels and hobos.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh God! Shit, Greg, this is a great episode. I think, man. Thank you, thanks everyone. If you made it this far, seriously, we are I, we are running a little bit long, but
1: I don't care. For those of you who are listening and love us, you will listen to every damn word we
0: have to say. And and, and Richard from New Jersey, thank you for your phone call. Seriously, again.
1: we truly appreciate it, man. We we really do, and it's it's fun to be able to play him and listen to him on the show. So I, and I
0: do I do want to make a comment that I know he called prior, and then there's a, a call out there we haven't gotten to yet correct um because i do remember he talked about remember there's a guy that was ejected out of the car yeah into yeah, the yeah tree there was some fun commentary about he would probably turn into mist yes um but yeah so we did hear that yes very we did. funny
1: we did absolutely um speaking of which uh so richard seems to know our hotline number uh, i don't know why the rest of you aren't calling us 207-835-1954 really is the best way to get hurt on the show guys all right we will read your emails and we'll read your Apple Podcast reviews, but honestly, the hotline, just call it. Mm-hmm. We've only gotten like we've gotten we got a we get a call up about every week, but we'd love to hear more of you guys. Absolutely love to hear more of you guys. Um you can find us on Instagram at Champa Klein, you can find us on Twitter at Champa Klein, Facebook.com slash Champa Klein, email let us blow your mind at gmail.com, and you can also give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way for us to be heard by other listeners. Um all of this stuff and more can be found on our website, c-i-a-m-p-a-k-l-e-i-n dot com. com. So go ahead and uh, check us out over there. But uh, Greg, I, I think think that's going to wrap it up for the week do you have any uh do you have any closing comments before we say good night
0: this was a blissful experience and i can't wait till next week i cannot wait guys so for the night rider years
1: i am flannel
2: all right i'm white lightning yeah baby microprocessor k-i-t-t for easy reference a kit if you prefer what would you like to hear
1: There you have it loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week, to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy.